0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Evan and Aaron Show presents the Red and the Blues Soccer Chat. It is your boy, Aaron, and your very, very sad, sad, sad boy, Evan, sitting to his left. Man, I just, I don't even know what to say, brother. I I, I don't know what to say. Um, So I'm just going to let you just kind of intro us in because... um, I even went with a dark beer tonight. Um, if this dark beer from Ireland wants to sponsor us one day, it can. But I, I don't even know what to. I don't even know what to say, dude.
1: Well, yeah. Um, I will say good evening to everybody out there.
0: Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that yes, yes.
1: Thanks for joining in. Um, yeah. I, Honestly, I I don't know what to say either. (laughs) Um, Just because, I mean, at at this point, it's really hard to kind of figure out even what the malaise is for, you know, there's there's plenty of talent out there. And, you know, part of the issue I see, um, first off, Brentford doesn't suck.
0: No, 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 no. That's not. Oh, a bad which, team. by the way, we're just jumping right in. Um, you know, But I, I would just go ahead and do the uh, yeah. the, the, quick, you know, Bomani Jones type thing where you play a little bit of it. Yeah. You know, just, yeah, just yeah. I'm done. I'm and, dead. And
1: some people may uh, be yes. feeling that way. So, you know, honestly, I, I feel like a broken record because, you know, what 3 weeks ago we were sitting here and pretty much having the exact same conversation Ugh. and you know you look at it and Chelsea's results since last we spoke
0: maybe uh-oh rutro rutro reggie
1: technology oh, well, maybe not um well there we go there okay. it is so The last time we spoke was, I believe, April 5th. And since then, you've lost 1-0 to Wolves, 2-0 to Real Madrid, which is not, uh, especially away to Real Madrid, that's that's not an embarrassment. Uh, Lost 2-1 to Brighton. Again, they're not bad. Lost, uh, again, 2-0 to Real Madrid. And then lost 2-0 today to Brentford. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Supporting the L T G B L G B T Q I A, the legitic way, way, as best we can here. Um, so I mean that is, and and the match prior to that was Chelsea Liverpool, which I'm sure when people were getting getting ready for you know the the season and and where to put those games, uh, we're really expecting that was going to be the table, one. You know, oh yeah, yeah,
0: matchup. yeah, head to head matchup.
1: And here- instead we got a zero zero just sort sort of indicative of what both teams have going on right now.
0: So here's my problem. Here's a problem I have. For the entire month of April, we will have scored one goal. One goal. Mm -hmm. I I, I don't even know where to begin to dissect that. I don't know what's going on. Like, today's match, and and this is the truth, Aaron, uh, and I don't know, Blues fans if you guys are out there you know let me know today's match was the one of the worst matches that I have ever seen Chelsea play they were all over the place man I mean with the exception of Mudrick and Chilwell working really well on the left side uh, they they were the ones keeping up the pace and um, Enzo working hard in the middle I like the way Fafana looked Um, At times, but man, I'm telling you, they they did not have because most teams in the EPL, they have a spark like, you know, that, okay they're building and they're building something up and they're going to score like I never got that sense today. I never got a sense of Chelsea building anything. It was. Uh, it was abysmal passing. Whenever they got close, they did not look aggressive at all. Except for, like I said, on the left side, they looked, you know, somewhat aggressive. Um, you know, I, I just I don't know what to say. Um, it was a fort, an unfortunate deflection. Does Kepa save that second one? I don't know, um, but I think he would. It was just an unfortunate deflection. But even if it did end one nil. They never looked like they really challenged to get back into this match. Um, the the everything everything was, was just flat. It was just flat. And the thing is, is that as Blues fans, guys, we're going to have to start to get used to seeing people go because this is going to have to happen. The, we're going to have to clean house. We're going to have to let some guys go that we never thought we would let go. Um, it's it's just time. And, and remember what we said on this show at the beginning of this season. We said, I said, it is going to be a roller coaster type of season for us. And I said, you know what? We may finish top half. But, dude, we're I think we're in the bottom half. I'm not sure we jump into 10th. I, I don't think we do. I don't think we do. Um, And that's sad to say. There's even some speculation, and I won't go there yet, um, that we really are, with the next run of matches we have, because we literally have United, City, Newcastle, and Arsenal, along with Nottingham Forest. We very well could only get one to three points out of the next five-match stretch. And that, my friend... Is that that's we're too close, we're too close to the R word. I don't think we'll be there. I really don't. I don't think this club. I don't think we'll be there. Uh, but 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 to be even mentioning that at this moment, and this is where I feel like a broken record, is is just unacceptable for a for a club the caliber of Chelsea. Um, we have tried to dissect what's wrong with this club. I'm not sure. Frank has tried to say that, oh, we're playing for pride and everything. I, I, I don't even know. I don't know. I think these guys are they haven't played together enough. There are too many guys on the squad, as we've always said. Too many guys on the squad. You're trying to figure out who plays with who instead of just picking your guys and saying, we're running with these guys. That's all I've got, man. That literally is all I've got for this. I'm disgusted at this performance, um, and it is one of those performances to where you want to be a fan, but it's so damn hard to be a fan of Chelsea right now. It is, it's abysmal. It's abysmal.
1: Well, there's a lot there, um, but at the end of the day, I go back to what I was saying a couple, uh, you know, two three weeks ago, and that is, Frank's got to find guys he trusts. Um, that give enough of a shit about yeah. Chelsea Football Club between yeah. now and the end of the year, um, y- you're not going to get relegated. I, I do It, it is – honestly, that's pessimism talking because in looking at the table, there's just not a, a chance in hell that's going to happen. But you've amassed 39 points. If you drew every game of the season, you come away with 38. So, it has really gone pear-shaped for Chelsea. Uh, it, it's hard for for me to say, you know, I mean, Frank appears to have had no impact whatsoever. No. I, I don't see anybody in particular. In, in fact, what I see is uh, guys like Thiago Silva, who are consummate professionals, don't want to be there. I mean, he's largely responsible for that goal, that second goal, because... He he gets back, recovers fine, does not have anybody else to worry about really. He's slow to come over, and he basically just hangs a leg out. So he has he's been late, he's been lazy, and he's blocked his own goalkeeper.
0: And and you know what, I, I do I do like Fafana, but Fafana got beat by just trying to stab at the ball yes. at the very beginning of that move. So
1: that that move right there, that, that entire sequence of Really aimlessness on the ball. Yeah. Um, and he, I don't want to be too critical,
0: but. Oh, no, be critical.
1: I have no idea if Mudrick is any good or not because I've literally. I, I don't think he knows what his role is. I don't no. think he knows what he's supposed to be doing. And he's not a good enough individual player to sort of make things happen.
0: We saw what he can do a little bit today, though. I mean, w- when you get the right combination of guys, I'm not saying that Chilwell's the right combination for him, but someone that is in that type of role we see that he can push the ball up and threaten and deliver the ball into the box we just have nobody running we have nobody running into the box we have no number nine
1: i was admittedly watching a different game for most uh, of the chelsea match sure
0: oh yeah i was going back and forth too man come Um, on
1: i saw mudrick do one thing today and that was get caught on the ball for brentford's second goal oh no i don't know what he's trying to do um I mean, granted, he, he, he thinks he's trying to make something happen, but it, again, if you're going to play Joel Felix, it changes how, how the focus of the team, um, you know, he, he definitely wants to be on the ball and he wants to be on the middle, be in the middle of the field. It's really not how Chelsea plays right now. No. Um, well, I say that. I don't know how Chelsea.
0: Yeah, play. there you go. I, I have no idea. I would
1: love for Frank Lampard just to, to explain what. The game plan is, and that's not completely on him. He's inherited a, an absolute malaise uh, with this with this squad, but it—I turned myself down. It is—it's really mind blowing. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I—I I, you know, after everything that happened at the beginning of the season and the you know new owner and all that stuff, I thought Chelsea's going to wobble a little bit. Then you fired Tuchel. Definitely going to wobble a bit. Yeah, brought in a guy who, uh, look, uh, Grandpa looked like he grand, was. Grandpa is a nice enough guy, but he clearly was not a big enough character himself to handle that locker room. Um, performances have, you know, really went down. Um, I think it was silly to fire him, uh, but I thought it was silly to fire Tuchel. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, uh, this is a from the top down issue at Chelsea right now. Yeah. I don't think Todd Boehly has any clue what he's doing, uh, and it is reflected in every decision from his office all the way down to the locker room
0: yeah and you know i don't want to even use the excuse of you know well he's you know an american coming in because here's the thing the glazers learned their lesson they learned their lesson arsenal's own well it seems like they have arsenal's owned by you know america and it's like so we can't use that it is literally Bowley's personality at this point that is that is blocking yeah. This team from growing. I, I don't. I don't understand. And and you make a really good point. If you don't know who you are as a team, right? Like nobody. Nobody will play in a system because there is no system. There's no system to follow. There's no system to play in. So here's here's the last thing I'll say about Chelsea. We have to find a way to get at least three points out of these last five matches. And here's why. We've got to be able to take care of teams we should take care of. And I want to see Nottingham four stay up. I do. I want to see them stay up. But we've, we've, we have it is imperative that we take care of them. It is imperative we take care of them. Because if we draw with any of the other four, that's going to be a miracle. That is going to be a miracle. And it's going to take an all-out, super Herculean performance for Chelsea to be able to pull that off. Um, we are in a spot now to where the end of the season can't come soon enough, and it sucks as a fan uh, to, to be in that spot. And, you know, I think that Todd Boley, and I think he owes Chelsea fans – an apology. Just say, hey, guys, I'm sorry that the season's ending this way. We're going to do better. But will we get it? Probably not. Probably not. Because I'm not impressed with him. I, I just, I I am, like I said, I am disgusted. So I'm saying a bunch of shit. But that's just where I'm at, man. That's where I'm at.
1: To recap, Chelsea are shit.
0: <laughs> hey, there we go. There we go. Yep, there you go. Well, my friend, I tell you, you know the um, the Red Devils are are hanging in there. They they really are hanging in there, and boy, I tell you, some if you think Chelsea has some big matches coming up, Man U has some big matches that actually mean something coming up, man. Um, how are you feeling going into these last five weeks of of this season?
1: Um. It's a mixed bag right now, really, because I'm I'm really proud of what this team has been able to do. The improvement, I think steady improvement that we've seen all season long. Um, And uh, uh, just I I think they've made some very good progress under Ten Hag. I think the concern right now is um, things like the capitulation at Sevilla and how long it took Mm. to get over Brighton and Hove uh at the weekend uh, was it's disconcerting from the standpoint of we really look out on our feet they look leggy yeah uh, the, the tired legs are making some tired mental decisions at times um, and I think it becomes you know difficult we've got a lot of injured players and um, We've got guys in, in you know various stages of suspensions and, and things of that nature, or, yeah, having having to address that, um, and we're, we're not as deep in, in certain positions. Um, you know, I, I feel really bad for Harry Maguire. I do. Um, I, I think he's not shown leadership. I think he's not really shown professionalism at Manchester yeah. United, and he needs to be moved on. Uh, but he'll he'll go to a West Ham or or you know uh Leeds somebody like that uh and and he'll look fine a team that plays on its you know on the edge of its own line doesn't leave space in behind uh and and teams back off of a little bit he's going to be able to show all the skills that he had at leicester that have you know made him you know that that got him to manchester united and keep him in the england squad quite quite frankly um but he's got to go and you know when you, you either have injuries. You know, uh, we're without Rafa and Martinez because of injuries. Got Luke Shaw uh, filling in for Harry Maguire for his suspension uh, at the weekend. Um, but you know, I, I look at it, and we've got Juan Basaka at right back, and then he puts Diego Delo at left back. Well, that tells me he doesn't trust Terrell trust Terrell Malacia much right now, mm. right? Mm. Um, Brandon Williams was on the bench. I don't know where he would have gone if he'd have come in. He can play left or right side, but. Just seemed very strange to me. Um, so, you know, we've got Spurs tomorrow, and yep. you know, if Spurs won, anything are we else,
0: are we watching that game tomorrow? Are we watching that match together tomorrow? Possibly, or? possibly. Okay, okay.
1: Um, yes, yeah, it's that time. Yes. Um, but you know, Spurs got dismantled the other day. Oh my God! Um, you know, they were down five goals inside of oh twenty my, 25 oh. minutes. Oh my! god. and. You know, Newcastle's hungry and fighting for the top, but they didn't strike me as the kind of team that are going to hang, you know, six goals on Tottenham, as, you know, in the way that they did. So Spurs are going to be angry. So they're going to come out wanting to, to have a response. And also, they're trying to catch us. Yeah. You know, they, it will take a couple games yeah. in us stumbling, and we have games in hand. But they're still fighting. Um, Villa, Villa are looking real good right now. Yeah, they are. They've crept into the hunt. Then it's Brighton Hove away, West Ham away, Wolves at home, Bournemouth away, Chelsea at home oh. on a Thursday. May, Wait, may have to? May what? Twenty-fifth. Oh, I'll be back. Okay, cool. Uh, and then the last game of the season is against Fulham. So none of these are really pushover games. Man. This is this is not an easy run in. And that's eight games left in the league. And then on, I believe, what is it? May, no, I'm sorry. Wow. June 3rd, June 3rd. Oh my. Oh, there it is. The FA Cup final. Okay. So, you know, the treble. I, (laughs) I'm definitely not excited to play Manchester City. That is, I, I know it's a Manchester I to Manchester derby and, and yep. form goes out the window yep. and all that, but that's going to be a team looking to complete the, um, you know, the treble, the real yeah. treble, the the, the 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 league, the domestic cup, uh, and the Champions League, and only one other team's done that, and that's Manchester United. So City definitely wants to, you know. Um, make a point and and we want to make a point and say no we're the only ones that have ever done it and you're not allowed in that club
0: exactly um, that's gonna be a hell of a match I, tell dude. You,
1: I, I watch what Manchester City did to uh, you know granted oh. what's clearly a bit of a sliding and mentally you know kind of struggling Arsenal today but there was not a single moment in that game where you thought Arsenal's really got. A, oh my! Arsenal's really got a foothold here. We got Arsenal fans here. A platform <laughs> uh, to get back in into this match. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And they, you know, from where they were a few months ago, when I thought, you know what? Of course, they have the attacking talent. Right. Very good. Right. They had weaknesses, and, and you could look at, and, and, and talk about ways to get at them. Yeah. And um, I don't see that right now. Mm. I, I don't. I don't really see a whole lot of uh, weak spots in the armor. Well, I,
0: I actually, on the way in, I was able to talk to uh, some Arsenal fans, which, hey, guys, it was good talking to you. Um, you know, and yes, Saliba being gone, absolutely, that's, that's hard. That is tough. Um, but they even said, they were like, look, we're, we're tired. We played a lot of matches. And, and you know, I got to give it to them. The fact is, is that, I was joking with them. I said, hey, is Arsenal pulling an Arsenal right now? And and literally all four of them said, no, we don't think so yet. Yeah. We don't think so yet. They're still up two points. And, you know, and, and I know it's very slim. And City has a game, in, game or two, two, games in, two hand. games in hand. Um, they may have given this away, but if they finish strong, I still think it's a season they can be proud of, obviously. Um, I think that they are right there with City. I think that if they just work on their fitness, yes, fine. But here's what I have to say about Man U. I think that Man U can go into that June match just as hype, just as pumped up as Man City does because, number one, it's a derby, number two, it's for the treble, number three, you're right. You guys are the only ones that have done it, and so there is some pride on the line here And I think all of those guys feel it. But here's my big question. Is he going to be fit?
1: Don't know. Don't know. And, and, you know, that raises a really good point and goes back to what I was kind of touching on earlier. And that is, United aren't deep right now and are very overly reliant, obviously, on. Look, you're missing your starting pair, starting. Center back pairing—that's going to impact any team, yeah. right? Lindelof, to his credit, has played very well, and he had—you know—he's the, the Ice Man. He had ice in his veins to, to hit that penalty, um, but we don't really have a good partner for him. We're not going to between now and the end of the year. Varane may come back. Martinez is done for the season, right? Um, and Casemiro is obviously integral to how this club performs. We've learned that Bruno is integral to how this club performs. He's he obviously missing in that Sevilla match. Um, you know, Erickson doesn't, is a wonderful player. He doesn't have the same sort of work rate and coverage uh, that um, Bruno does. Uh, and then obviously, you know, we're, we're really you know, struggling uh, in the number nine spot, as are a lot of teams. Right. Um, but
0: I, I would say this, and I, I want to get your opinion on this. When Bruno and Erickson are together, it just seems like that's when, man, you well, are at their best.
1: It's it's the trio. United have yet to lose a match in which all three of those guys are yeah. on the field together. Yeah. So, and, and that's awesome. Uh, but two of those guys are on the wrong side of 30. So yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not going to be something that we can rely on, um, you know, a, a, as this season or, you know, a, after this season. You know, obviously, I think they'll be back. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying... You're asking those two guys to cover an awful lot uh, of, of, you know, do, it, do a lot of work for us to be successful. Uh, so, I, you know, I think another central midfielder uh, in the offseason is going to have to be important. Obviously, a backup center back, maybe somebody through the youth academy, I don't know. Yeah. And then a striker. Uh, you know, we've been we've been linked with Kane, again, wrong side of 30. Uh, knows the Premier League, obviously, sure. Sure. the league's best goal scorer. Um, Hollins don't
0: fall off trees, man. I, they just I, don't I fall off Osman trees. I
1: think might be the better – choice. He's younger. Okay. And I think he fits in with what Ten Hag is trying to do which is obviously run that high line have a lot of pace running at you. I mean let's face it, Rashford I was just Sands, say, can Rashi turn into that nine for you guys? No. No. I mean he's been playing there at times but I think he would tell you that he's much more of that attacking wing role okay. and that's his best position. So no, we need to find a true number. Okay. Um, and But back to what I was saying, if you're looking at Rashford, Sancho, Osamun, and Anthony as your you know rotating front three. That's pretty solid to me. I, I mean, I know Sancho gets his criticism. I'm still sticking with him for the time being uh, because of what he can do. Um, but you know, back to the original question, I, I'm cautiously optimistic that you know we've got nine games left. And I don't see us taking maximum points, but I'm confident we're going to finish in the top four and yeah. hopefully bring home another trophy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, my friend. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that, we have reached the halftime spot in our show. Um, my friend, I am going to offer the halftime shot, and in, in, in I know this is going to shock you, but those four gentlemen that I had a conversation with on the way in, those four, arsenal fans i had a conversation in uh, uh on the way in guys uh this is to you um i have lived your day today for the last three months so <laughs> here's here's looking at you um yeah it sucks it really does um but you know hey good good form this year and i uh, hope you guys uh finish strong uh, aaron what do you got for us man
1: um Mine's a bit more general, uh, and we kind of have, have chatted about this a little bit previously, uh, and that is, you know, some days it, it's, it's, it's tough to be a fan of your club um, when things aren't going your way. It really is, and, and trust me, over the last few years, as a United fan, it's been a yo-yo, uh, but you stick by them, and you stick by them in the right way, and there's a counter to that. When your team's doing well, cheer for them. It's totally fine. Good little heartfelt banter. That's fine too, but uh, you know there was an incident today yeah. uh, where somebody decided to take it a bit too far, uh, and so far that he has now found himself banned from this very establishment, and it's just really silly. All right, it, it, there's there's no there's no point to it. Um, you know, have have fun with your banter, um, but you can carry it too far, Yeah. Uh, and you know nobody likes a sore winner either Mm. No, no, no nobody wants a pompous ass to be around so uh for that particular city fan and and i'm not singling out city fans this was a city fan yeah um i'm saying every every fan base has got one or two and it's the job of the rest of us to be good fans and caretakers of of our team and this sport so uh to that guy you're a dick get fucked to all the good fans out there, <laughs> you're welcome anytime. There you go. Slant shot. Slanty.
0: All right. Wow.
1: Wow. Oh, babe, here we go. Here we go. Okay, that was a very brief USA, USA, because there's really very little to talk about. uh, The last game they played was a lot of the domestic-based guys. Um, Yes. It was good to get some guys' minutes. I don't see very many of those guys uh, being called back in. No. uh, Later this month. Later this month? No, that's in June. Uh, For the uh, final of the CONCACAF Nations League against Mexico. Uh, I honestly, the game we played the other day was basically a scrimmage between two B squads uh, yeah. and that's fine. Uh, that's why we have, that's friendlies. what we do. That's, that's why stuff like happens. Don't complain about it, folks. It's the nature of the game. Uh, if you don't do it, these guys don't get the reps together as, that they right. mean, uh, as a team, uh, Right. but I didn't see a whole lot that makes me think any of those guys are going to get, uh, uh, an opportunity at the A squad, uh, really anytime soon, maybe one or two guys uh, that are a bit more veteran. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a 1-1 one, one draw, I guess. Congrats, Ricardo Pepe, for scoring. Um, he, he has been doing well uh, at, at his club, uh, so I wish him the best. I still don't think he's the answer uh, you know, for the U.S. national team yeah. on a permanent basis. Uh, and speaking of permanent basis, we still don't have a coach. Um, so <laughs> you want the
0: job? I mean, you know. No, I don't. I don't, oh, okay, I don't okay, really okay, want that job.
1: We had names bandied about there for yes. a while. Um, And nothing seems to really have moved uh, on on that front. So. Got the moves. It's it's the Claire Bear dance. Right. (laughs) Um, So, you know, we we didn't learn much from that game. Um, And, you know, we've got uh, the CONCACAF Nations League uh, and then the Gold Cup coming up. Uh, That's uh, I want to say four days after that Mm -hmm. CONCACAF Nations League game. Uh, It's up in Chicago against Jamaica. I may go. Hey, there you go. It's a Saturday. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. No. Could be a good time. Um, but yeah, I, we just, I really haven't seen a whole lot. And honestly, it's very frustrating uh, as a fan of, the, uh, of, of, you know, our country's national team. Sure. Uh, to really just still be in the dark uh, on a manager. I mean, we, we've got, uh, you know, I, it, it sounds like a lot of the veteran players, uh, Pulisic in particular, have championed having Burhalter. I, right. I, and look, if the guys feel like, what is happening under Greg Berhalter uh, is a net positive, and I thought we largely played pretty well at, at the World Cup. I think we could have done better. Uh, sure. But everybody but one team can say that. Um, <laughs> so I, I think right. there were a lot of positives. You know, I, I, I think the whole Berhalter-Reina family saga overshadowed a lot of things, uh, but the reality was we, we got out of our group, I, I would say comfortably, and, um, mm-hmm played some really, really good stuff at times and unfortunately ran into what was, you in, know, in, in retrospect, a pretty good Netherlands yeah. squad uh, that did all right uh, on its own. So, it, look, if we're actually building towards something, uh, that would be great. Um, that said, it sounds like Jesse Marsh and Thierry Henry are both interested in the position. Yeah. I think it's worth interviewing those guys and yeah. seeing what their vision is. What's what's their plan mm-hmm. to win a World Cup on home soil? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I mean, I know it sounds crazy. That has to be the goal. It absolutely has yes. to be the goal. And if we fall short of it, there's no shame in that. But but that has to be it. We got home cooking. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. We got home cooking. We've got our home camp. We're, we're, this is the perfect setup, and I tell you what. Right now, if Mexico and Canada aren't saying the exact same thing, then there's no point. Shame think, on them. Yeah, there's no point, and I guarantee you, Mexico is saying things. Oh like yeah, that. they are saying our goal is to win a World Cup. I think by North the
0: way America. they performed last year, or last year, I think Canada is saying the same thing. I think Canada is like, hey guys, look, we can get lucky, and we can
1: take this thing. Um, Thank you, and we sh- we gave a big shout out to your j- legitima yes T-shirt.
0: Yes. Yay. Hey. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, hey, nobody. Hey, you they know, know better. They know better. That's right. That's right. Um, a couple things I want to say about this is that, guys, listen. Yes, absolutely. I wanted to stop the alarms being sounded. We've, I've read so many different comment sections and stuff like that saying, oh, my God, what's going on? Guys, this is preseason football. For those of you who are too American to understand the beautiful sport, this is preseason football, okay? You can't put a whole lot on this because we're not seeing our guys. Um, You know, yes, congrats to Ricardo Pepe. He looks, you know, okay. He looks fine. Um, I think he makes a squad. Um, I think think he'll be there. But I think that we – I think we are set up to have a really good run at this next uh, World Cup. Um, uh Oh, what's the matter? I don't know. Oh, well, anyway, um, I think that as far as the coach situation goes, you know as well as I do in, you know, group sports, we uh, the group a lot of times matter as far as who the manager or the coach is, and you know Burhalter, for for all the shit we gave him last year, and then the praise we gave him during the World Cup, I think the guy is a solid manager. And I think that in this in this case, you want a manager to grow with the team. This is what I think made, and yes, he's kind of an idiot for all the controversy he stirred up. But this is what made Claudio Reyna a good coach for us in the fact that he was able no I'm sorry not cl- um 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 shit Greg Berhalter Yeah no 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 before This is what made Reina a good coach for us is because he grew up oh, sorry No Who uh, uh, no not Reina um um um
1: Well it was Bruce Arena and Bruce then, yes Arena and then, Sorry 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 uh, that's what I mean that's what I mean Okay
0: Bruce Arena seemed to grow with USA Soccer, he seemed to be that guy that kind of just matured along with the team and got it to a point to where we were like, oh, OK, we'll watch these guys. And I think that, you know, with Jurgen Klinsmann, we, we tried to bring someone in that, that, is, that was a really good coach. And yes, Klinsmann did great, did fine. But I want to see, uh, USA Soccer speaking, I want to see someone grow with the team. And it seems like Burhalter is going to grow with this team. It seems like that he's gotten more and more familiar with the guys, seems like he knows how they play. He was able to take a Gio Reyna aside and say, hey, look, here's the thing. You're not going to play that much this time, but here's why. <laughs> here's why. And I think that the reason why these guys are now saying, hey, we kind of like this guy, is because of things like that, to where he's like, OK, I know how these guys respond. I know what they can do. And so, therefore, I'm like, hey, why not listen to the guys? However, you have waiting in the wings, you have a guy like Thierry Henry. You have a guy like Jesse Marsh who have incredible experience in this sport, in this game. Yeah, I get it. But what do you go for? Do you go for rapport? A coach that already has rapport with these guys? Or do you go for, you know, an outsider coming in? And at this point, what kind of club are we? Are we a club that will say, okay, we accept Marsh. We accept Henri. Or are we a club that's like, he's the skipper. He's the guy that's going to get us there and we're loyal to him. Because, you know, that matters. It matters. Loyalty matters. And if Polisic and those guys are saying, hey, Burhalter's our guy, we really like playing for him, we don't think that what happened with the Reynas and him matters, I think we need to listen. I just think we need to listen.
1: Well, the problem is, that it doesn't sound like any of these conversations are taking place at all. Mm. I mean, World Cup's been over for five months now. Um,. The investigation has been over for at least a couple months and found that Berhalter didn't do anything wrong with his wife, didn't do anything wrong with the whole Reyna situation. There's no, you know, behind the scenes bullshit. So you haven't invited these guys in for an interview yet. I don't know if they, you know, I don't know if, you know, they've, they've fired Ernie Stewart. Um, I don't know if anybody has called Christian Pulisic and and some of these other guys and said, "Hey, what do you really feel?" That was a you know it was an interview, but what do you really feel when it come comes to this? Yeah. And you know, to your to your you know, American football's this is preseason comment. Well, we're starting preseason without a coach. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are. And yep. H- how do you proceed? H- if if you're the Indianapolis Ask the Cleveland Colts, Browns. If you're the Indianapolis Colts. And you don't have a coach going on in the season. How do you how do you prepare for your season? Yeah. We are just over. What? We're we're now a month and a half away from the next truly competitive match. And you don't fuck around with Mexico. All right? Then we enter the Gold Cup, and the Gold Cup determines, right? where we get placed and, 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 and shit like that. Those games matter too. And then you're going to have to start playing these, you know, we, we've qualified for the World Cup. We don't have to worry about that. But we got to right. start lining up competitive matches during these international windows so that we can take the probably, I'm guessing, 16 or 20 guys that we definitely know we want in the yeah. squad and rotate the next eight or so so that – Come 2026, when it's time to roll that ball out for the first game and probably D.C. or New York or wherever, that there's no question as to who the starting 11 is if everybody's healthy. There's no question as to who's in the squad if everybody's healthy.
0: We don't want to pull a Chelsea. We do not want to pull a Chelsea right now. Like, we don't want to go into 2026 still wondering, okay, who's going to be where and all this other stuff. Because if we do that, we're in trouble. Yes. We're in big trouble. So. Totally
1: agree. Totally agree. What you got for me next?
0: All right, man. Well, we are moving along to, yes, yes, absolutely, the Hey Aaron segment of the night and as we announced last show um, we are kind of going um, back to our roots a little bit during our uh, Hey Aaron segments Um, we're going back to the Evan and Aaron show because we want to there's so much going on in our world that we want to really address some things Um, and yeah we'll go across the pond every once in a while but really a lot of the shit that we've got to address is happening in our own backyard and um, you know On this show, we are we are incredible allies like we are LGBTQIA plus allies. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, We were able to interact with you guys last June during the uh, pride parade, which you know what plan on being there again um, in full force. But my question slash just topic that I'd love to hear your opinion on, man, is just these. these bills that are coming out as far as limiting or uh ending um uh trans-affirmative health care that's going on in our states in some of our states around and good it's friend of the pod, David. good friend of the pod um it's sad it's really sad because like it, when it all boils down they're just they, these are just mean laws in my opinion they're just mean but i want to hear from you like just kind of your take on you know the whole why and what should we do as supporters and as allies what can we do to kind of i don't know
1: help um it's it's a good and and relevant question um for right now uh, i i do think the bills are misguided i think they're born of a a, a very misplaced fear uh that has really been fomented um on the political right, on the hard political right, uh, over the last several months to a couple years. Um, I, I just, it, it's first off, the, the, the bills and, and all of this seem very much like um, a solution in search of a problem. Um, I, I don't think there is a rash of incidents around this country where. Let's face it. The concern is uh, people who are largely presenting as biological males uh, competing as transgender females. Mm. And uh, cut me some slack on the absolute terminology. That's not what this forum is for. Uh, I'm absolutely trying to use uh, the the appropriate terms where needed. Uh, I won't always get that right, know that I'm trying. Um, my, my point is that we're not really seeing an issue of, uh, you know, some girl who is just killing it at softball and decides that she wants to be a baseball, you know, be a boy and be a baseball player. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the concern, manufactured though I think it is, is, you know, biological males uh, competing with biological females uh, under the guise of transgenderism and things of that nature, and one, I don't think there's a whole lot of teenage boys pretending to be girls just so they can be good at sports. Mm. I, I, I'm not saying it's never happened or won't ever happen, but you really need somebody needs to start presenting hard evidence on this because again, it, it seems like fear. Um, you know, you can probably point to one or two incidents around the country. Um, but the reality is, if these people are actually, say, transitioning, yeah. um, then, you know, I, I, somebody tried to make, make a, a, a point on a, on a talk show. I can't remember specifically what it was, but they were, they were like, you know, you don't have any problem with this. And they're like, no, I don't have a problem with it. And they're like, so you're telling me that if tomorrow LeBron James decided that he wanted to be a woman, (laughs) you'd be okay with him competing in the WNBA. Speaking of which... And the correct... Well, that's what jogged my memory. Yeah. The the response to this, which I totally agree with, is, yeah, because after he starts transitioning and taking hormones and stuff like that, his testosterone levels will not be above it. And that's what happens in professional sports. But that's a separate issue, right? Right, right, right. And what you really have now is... Uh, a, a true, you know, these check your genitals bills and things like that. First off, I'm pretty sure you have to have a um, physical to compete in organized high school sports. Yes, yes. And I don't see this as, as an issue in, like, peewee sports <laughs> because no. women are more physically gifted at a younger age than, than boys are. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... I There was a girl that competed on my boys' soccer team until we were probably 13 years old, and she kicked everyone's ass. I didn't see anybody complaining about that. No. So if you can come to me and say, oh, my gosh, yes, it's happening by the hundreds and thousands around the country where boys are faking it and pretending to to be a girl on the weekend so they can dunk on on girls, I just don't see it. And and I'm with you. They, They do seem to be very inhumane from the standpoint yeah. of they, they're they're treating transgender people as less than human, and if you hear their rhetoric, a lot of them actually believe that. Yes. Uh, I believe it was a, a, a state representative from Tennessee that basically called them subhuman. And, I, I mean, if we can't... Uh, if, yes. I, I have to have a sidetrack for a second.
0: No, go ahead.
1: We've known about other genders... And intersex or uh, ambiguous sex for hundreds of years. Yes, absolutely. Hundreds of years. Every major society on Earth has had it in some form or another, and it's it, you'd know this if you were allowed to open up books, which we're also banning. So this is all coming from one particular place. Yep. And. It's yet again a sign of a, a separation of us versus them mentality, and it's, it's really ugly, and the answer is vote. Yeah, there you go. Speak out. Don't boo. Vote. If, if you're going to be an ally, sometimes that means sticking up for people. Yeah. You know, being an ally and being anti-fascist in 1942 meant you went and helped out. Our brothers and sisters across the pond. And they're the original allies. They're the original Antifa. Yeah. And you know what? Today, if you see somebody bullying a transgender or anybody in the LGBTQ community, if you call yourself an ally, you stand up for them. You get in the way, you stand side by side, you do whatever it takes because that is a human being. Yes. And they deserve the same respect and dignity that we all deserve.
0: Mm, ladies and gentlemen, holy cow! That was literally the mic drop. On, <laughs> and there it is. Oh gosh, man! We actually may end Obama tonight. out. Obama out. We may end tonight to where IG, you guys get a chance to actually watch the show. Might make it to the gram tonight. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, listen. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, man, I tell ya, you, you know, Blues fans, just keep your heads up. Um, you know, we will weather the storm. We'll make it through it, and it'll be okay. Um, Red Devils, man, you guys just keep keep going. Keep doing the thing, man, because I'm, you know, honestly, and this is, this is what I love about this podcast is that, yeah, we can give each other shit about our teams and stuff like that, but damn it, as long as it's not city as long as it's not city that's what <laughs> i'm i'm just saying
1: see I, I i'm okay with city coming back and winning the league um they are the strongest team in the league yeah. um that cup belongs to us there
0: you go there you go and
1: we intend to put red ribbons on
0: it yes yes so Last part of our show, guys. This is where Aaron gets to send us out with just his random last thoughts. Um, listen, thank you for joining us tonight. Come out to Chatham Tap. Uh, new seasonal menu here. Everything is really good. Yes. I'm probably going to have the chicken parm tonight. Oh, it's delicious. I'm going to have the chicken parm tonight. Uh, but, Aaron, send us out with your final thoughts, my friend. Love you. And I'm just so I'm so glad to be here with you, buddy.
1: Well, piggybacking on the Hey Aaron seg- segment. The world, the world, uh, lost a true ally. Ninety-six-year-old mm. uh, Harry Belafonte um, was, you know, first and foremost, um, a black man living in America. Yeah. Uh, and he he loved art. Uh, he loved film. He loved music. Uh, and he loved people. And he made a, a life and a career out of supporting all of those things. Uh, he basically introduced um, America to, you know, Calypso music. Um, you know, he acted in movies. Uh, he became, you know, friends with uh, Sidney Poitier. But probably his, his biggest relationship uh, was with, was with what Martin Luther King Jr. And he was with him uh, pretty much every step of the way. Uh, he, you know, he, he helped uh, MLK's family out. Um, you know, Martin Luther King was, was a, a preacher in the South. I don't think he made a whole lot of money. Yeah. Um, uh, Harry Belafonte bailed him out uh, after the uh, uh, bus boycott, I believe. Um, and he has just been an activist entire his entire life. Uh, worked with Quincy, Quincy Jones on, on, on We Are the World, uh, which was just the tip of the iceberg uh, with regard to his support uh, 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 for the continent of Africa and trying to get it out from under the yoke of... Uh, Western colonialism so Harry Belafonte was just he was an amazing man and if you ever saw him uh, he probably had a big smile on his face yeah uh, and gave a very stern talk uh, as well yes because, uh, he he lived what he believed and uh, he deserves our respect and recognition for that and he was a real one he will be missed 96 years old folks yep so with that uh, I raise a glass to Harry Belafonte uh, we need more like and that is it, folks. All the news that is not ditch to print. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, as Evan said. Uh, come out and join us here at Chatham Tap. If you're planning to come over the weekend, uh, they're open at normal time on Saturday with the regular menu. But again, that seasonal menu, try it out. Yes. I'm quite the fan of the uh, Chicken Caesar Rep. There you go. And then, in addition, 9 o'clock on Sunday uh, for all
0: man big huge matches coming up for the next you know month make sure you get out and enjoy them guys have a good night Peace.